Hello, and welcome back to the Beyond Leadership Podcast. Today, we are talking all things branding and not just what colors you're using on your social media, but the thoughts and the feelings and the words that your brand as a whole invokes. So my guest today is Kelly Whitman, who is a brand strategist and designer who owns Wit & Company, which is a brand strategy and design studio based in Minnesota. Kelly and her team have supported more than 100 purpose-driven business craft, consistent and cohesive brands using a strategy-first approach and the principles of seasonal brand theory and color psychology, which we do dive into toward the end of this episode. Prior to the unplanned start of her business in 2017, she spent six years in marketing, event management and fundraising specifically in the nonprofit and startup space. Now she happily wears the title of unemployable and is proud to have a business that supports her and her family and is on a mission to help create people first businesses, create strategic and intentional brands that support them in doing more good work. You're listening to the Beyond Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Mae Chipchinski. It is my purpose in life to use the lessons I've learned from more than a decade of leadership experience in everything from business to politics to nonprofit and the military to help you become the leader you've always dreamed of having. Whether you lead a network marketing team, a Bible study, a global brand, or a family of four, Every week, I'm going to walk you through tangible ways to grow your influence and make your vision a reality. So if you're ready to drop the burnout and bullshit strategy you've been fed and design your own aligned leadership style, you're in the right place. Let's go. Kelly, thank you so much for joining me on the Beyond Leadership podcast today. I'm I'm really excited for this conversation. Thank you so much for having me. I am equally excited to chat with you. All right. So let's get started. Obviously, we have your bio, but tell me, tell the audience a little bit more about you, like maybe some of the fun things that got you to where you are that aren't necessarily written in your your formal biography. Sure. So as you mentioned, my name is Kelly. I have a brand strategy and design studio And I got into this more organically. Um, The funny story that you actually won't read on my website. So I was recovering from knee surgery when I discovered entrepreneurship. Um, I was scrolling through reading blogs and found the whole world of home blogging and how that could be monetized and really dove into the world of blogging, realized that digital entrepreneurship was a thing and then pivoted to create Witten Company. So our brand studio actually started as a digital marketing studio, and we supported primarily bloggers with marketing. So email management, Pinterest management, social media management, et cetera. And then about six months in, I got my first branding client and absolutely fell in love with the process. And we did another pivot into becoming a brand studio, and that's what we've been doing ever since. Okay, so... I know for a lot of people, when we hear the word branding, we think like specific colors, specific fonts, like specific sounds, 
textures like visual, like things that you can feel with your senses, whether it's visual, whether it's audio. Um, but when you talk about branding, you talk about branding like on a way deeper level than just like, huh, what does it look like? Does it all look pretty? <laughs> yes. So when it may be helpful to start with the definition of a brand. So I define your brand as how people think, feel, and act in relation to your business. And then when we think about branding, that's all of the elements that go into influencing those thoughts, those feelings, those actions. So when we think about the elements, there's the internal, which is that behind the scenes work. So your strategy, your message, really identifying how you want your brand to be experienced. And then we have the external brand, which is exactly what you're talking about. So what you can see, what you can hear, the written, the visual, the logos, the fonts, the colors, your website, your what you're writing on social media, all of the external. So when we think about branding from an internal and an external perspective, it really helps to get you to a place where you have more consistency in that brand experience. Cause that's the ultimate goal, right? If we go back to this idea of your branding is the elements that influence thoughts, feelings, behaviors, the way that we can have that influence and not from a smarmy way, but just really making that connection and building that relationship. It's when we have consistency and to create that consistent and cohesive brand requires both that internal work, the behind the scenes stuff, but then also the external experience. Mm. So a lot of the work that I do in my business, I do with, um, entrepreneurs with women specifically who are parts of network marketing businesses. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I know early in my journey, I loved about network marketing that a lot of other people love about network marketing is that it's literally like a business in a box, right? The, the right. branding, the business is already branded, whether you're with, you know, any one of a hundred different companies the content is there. The business is there. The branding is there. So my question around this is for, for people who are part of a business, um, maybe that isn't necessarily solely their own. Mm -hmm. How does personal branding like play into this? Should it play into this? I mean, I know I have my opinion on that question, but <laughs> how can we take advantage of the things around us and that are available to us, but still be unique? Oh, that's such a good question. So let's just go along this thread of saying that, you know, you're a network marketer, so you are the face of your brand or the face, let's go the face of your business. That being said, I still 100% believe that even if you are the face, even if you have a personal brand, you still have a brand. So oftentimes we think that, you know, I get the question of how much of myself do I bring in? Like, is my whole self my brand? And I would make the case that it could be, it depends, um, but you're still creating a brand. And what I mean by that is you're still creating an intentional and strategic way to influence thoughts, feelings, and behaviors of your right people. So even if it is encompassing you, you still can and should be intentional and strategic about what that brand encompasses. So 
the next piece of that, right, is, okay, you have all of this great support and material from the network marketing company that you are working under. How do you then differentiate yourself? And again, this gets back to a lot of that internal brand work. So the things that happen behind the scenes, which is the brand strategy, your message and your brand personality. So this gets into how much of your personality should you bring into that the business and you get to make that decision and that's how you can make it unique. So perhaps while you might be selling the same product as, you know, 500 other people, you can maybe position yourself and go after a specific target audience and that's how you want to be unique or maybe you're going to talk about the product and the benefits in a different way so you're really focusing on what the unique offering or what the unique transformation is or maybe you really want to lean into your personality as the face of your business and really create the brand around the personality and use that as your differentiator. So there's not really a right or a wrong way, but there are a variety of opportunity for, of opportunities for you to differentiate yourself, even if you're in a network marketing environment. Hmm. I love that. And I think that also kind of paves the way for, um, you know, buzzword right now, multi-passionate, right? Multi-passionate entrepreneurs. So the mm-hmm. ones who are doing five different things and being a mom and DIYing their home and running a business and in network marketing and right. So bringing out that personality and making it more of a, like a, a a me brand instead of a product brand. Right, exactly. And when we think about it from that perspective of, you know, you're, let's say you're a multi-passionate entrepreneur and business owner and human being, and you know, we all are, we can make the case for that. Um, but let's say you want to bring those elements into that brand experience. I like to think about, okay, so let's say you are renovating your home and you have a network marketing business and you also have a full-time job and you're also a mom. What would be then the common thread that's woven into all of those different aspects of your life that you want to really encapsulate or encompass the brand. So like, what's the big idea that those all share that really help to identify your brand as that personal brand? So thinking about, okay, whether I'm sharing information or sharing images. We can use Instagram for, as an example, I'm, you know, talking or sharing an image of my house. And then I have another picture of my kiddo. And then another picture of a product that I'm selling through my network marketing company. And then another picture of me like going off to work or maybe traveling. What would be the common thread that is woven into all of those different ideas? And that's really how we get to this space of creating that brand experience because there's those consistencies. Yes, you can talk about different topics, but what is the consistency among all of those four elements or those four categories? And the purpose there in the, in the consistency, right, is to have that no matter what you're posting, no matter what your audience is seeing, whether it's on Instagram or um, on LinkedIn or whatever it is, they, they see that image or they read that and they know, oh, that's Kelly Whitman. Right. 
Exactly. It's creating that expectation. So when we think about this idea of like, what's the whole point of creating a brand? It's to build that the relationship with your right audience. So ultimately you can grow your business. Um, and when we think about even from a human to human level, how do you build relationships with other humans? It's through trust and it's through how we build trust then is through that expectation. I think about my closest girlfriends. If I reach out to them and have a conversation with them, I can usually understand or have an expectation of how they'll respond because I know them well. Your brand is no different. We want to create that expectation. And when you consistently meet the expectation that your right audience has, that's when you strengthen the relationship. That's when you create a stronger brand. That's where you get to that point, which is exactly what you're saying. You're scrolling through social media or on Pinterest, you see a graphic or you see an image, or you read a couple sentences of a caption. You know right away who that belongs to because you know their brand. You know the brand personality because they're talking about things in a consistent way. They have that common thread, regardless of the topic, the common thread is woven into the actual piece of content. And when we meet those expectations that our audience has consistently, that's when we strengthen that relationship, which ultimately leads to that place of where you know we're trying to get with our business, which is growth and relationship and strength and trust. Mm-hmm. And it's so people might think of this as like, I don't know, being sneaky, right? Because it can feel kind of, if you're not used to to being consistent and like, I don't want to say imposing those thoughts, but getting people to think those thoughts, it can feel kind of manipulative. So I guess, how would you, it comes from determining the right message, right? And being authentic and genuine, but how as a, as someone who's starting out in business, would I figure out what that looks like for me so that it doesn't feel manipulative, so that it is genuine, so that it is consistent? Yeah, I love that question because there is really a fine, I think with all marketing and business activities, there is a fine line between being manipulative and being authentic. And for me, and what I believe is it comes down to your integrity as just a human being, but also what was the intent behind what you're sharing? So are you sharing something because maybe it doesn't align or you don't believe it, but that's just the latest tactic or you're just sharing this to connect with someone even though it's not coming from a resonant place? So when we think about creating a brand that will help to build connection with our right people, it starts with understanding what do you value and what do you want your purpose to be as a business and as a brand? This is that behind the scenes work. What is the strategy, the communication plan for your brand? You know, what do, what's your vision? What is your purpose statement? What are your values? And sharing content and showing up in a way that is aligned with those values, the purpose, the mission, the vision. So identifying really what you want your brand to stand for, what you want to be all about, and then sharing from that place that is in alignment with 
the vision, the mission, the values, really what that is in as the foundation. And that's what we want people to connect with on an emotional level. So we're not sharing to manipulate, we're sharing to connect and to build a relationship. So I think it really comes down to the intent and intention you have and the reason you have for sharing, which is one of those questions, or I guess one of those statements that we can't get into everyone's head. So we might not always know what their intention is, but I'm a really strong believer in listening to your body and your gut. And I can tell, and I would imagine you can, and even your listeners can tell when you're scrolling through, we kind of have a visceral gut reaction when we know something isn't coming from a genuine place. So I would just listen to that as you're engaging with other brands. And also as you're creating content for your own business, Are you doing this because you feel like you should, or are you doing this because it really is in alignment with what you want your brand to stand for? Does that answer your question? It does. And it, it makes me curious now. So obviously you, you have this business that has morphed and and been built into a branding business. So what is your vision and mission for your business? And then kind of, how did you... How did that develop over time? Mm, Well, it's an iterative process. (laughs) Um, And how did I come to it? I'm still figuring it out. So one one of the ideas with branding that I wholeheartedly believe is that your brand is always evolving. And what I mean by that is our businesses change and our brand is going to change right alongside our business. My goal when I work with clients and when I'm sharing and talking about branding is to help people understand and create that foundation and a really strong foundation for them to build upon that will hopefully grow with their business so that they're making more of these small small tweaks rather than big, huge adjustments. So that being said, we have grown and evolved. My mission, my vision, my purpose has grown and evolved right alongside my business. So when we first started, I didn't have a vision for growing a team or having a studio. I just just thought maybe I would be a one person shop. Well, I had a baby and that drastically changed the trajectory and the vision of my business. So now we have a team and I have plans to grow even more. I want to grow even more. But what I will say, what's stayed very consistent in throughout the past five years of doing this are my values, which are family first and foremost, everything comes down to family. So whether it's a client or it's someone on my team or it's myself, if we have something with family come up, it's no questions asked. You need your space, go ahead and take it or, and, or that's why we're showing up every day is to support our family, Uh, community, personal development, education, and creativity. So those are the other four values that really guide the work that we do and how I make decisions. In terms of the purpose, it's really, it has changed, but it hasn't at the same time. I think more so with my purpose, how I articulate it has changed and getting better at articulating it. So I really believe that when you have a consistent and cohesive brand, it brings more ease, enjoyment, and fun into your business. So our goal at Witten Company is to help people create brands that are consistent and cohesive so that they can have more ease, more fun and enjoyment in their business. Um, And that's really the 
foundation for the work that we're doing, the content that we're sharing, how we're showing up and supporting our community and our audience. I love that. Um, so you talk about growing and developing and within that you're going to have inevitable pivots, Mm -hmm. um, whether that's like a, a pivot in messaging or goodness gracious. I remember when I first started my podcast and my business, I, I was working, I was like, okay, what colors do I want to represent this? Right. And this is probably a, a silly example, but it's the first thing that comes to mind. I chose like these bright colors because, you know, you hear like, oh, bright colors draw attention. They're, mm -hmm. they're feminine. They're bold. They're everything that you want to be. Kelly, I created so much content and I, I had help in creating this content that I never posted because it was so inauthentic and I hated it. And I was like, Ugh, like nothing, literally nothing in my house is bright colored. <laughs> right? Or like blush, barely pinkish brown. Oh, goodness. <laughs> so we had to do this pivot, but then I was really uncomfortable with like, well, they kind of got used to seeing this. What are they going to think mm. if they start seeing this? Did I do the right thing by making a clean cut? <laughs> oh, I love this question. And I'm going to give the answer. I think that frustrates people because I get frustrated by it too, which is it depends. So yeah. when we get to that space of like having that knowing in your gut that it's not resonating, it's affecting how you're showing up. And for your, in your instance, I say 100%, heck yes, that was the right move because it was holding you back from actually taking action and moving your business forward because you weren't confident in how your brand, your external visual brand was reflecting and the experience that it was providing. So when we think about, okay, when I need to make a pivot, should I do a clean cut? Should it be a gradual? It really is one of those moments when you have to do a self gut check for yourself and ask that question of like, is this holding me back from taking my next right step? Or is it something that I can do a gradual change and shift with and still show up with excitement, with fun, with ease? So depending on how that answer is, then that will guide whether or not you want to make a clean break and do a full complete rebrand and have, you know, you can do a big launch with it. Or if you want to do more testing and tweaking and small gradual changes to see if that feels more aligned. Um, I think a lot of times it really comes down to how do you want to be showing up in your business? And is that external brand really holding you back? from showing up in a way or providing an experience that you want. So a lot of times our clients will come to us and they'll be at this space where they want to hire a team and they can't really hire a team because they don't have any of the brand external brand elements in place to bring on a team. So that's really holding them back from taking their next level. Other times I've talked and I've experienced this myself where the visuals feel good. I just maybe need to work on like the purpose statement and articulating that better. Or I need a little bit of tweaking on my elevator pitch to talk about my services. So it's more of behind the scenes work that I can do gradually. And maybe I'm not the best example because this is what I do. Um, but I think it really depends on 
having that comparison of, okay, this is how I really want the experience to be. This is how I want to be showing up for my business. And this is what is actually happening. And how big is that gap? So it depends. So what you're saying is when Taylor Swift deleted her entire Instagram and started posting snakes, when she came out with that, that album, it wasn't wrong. It wasn't right. It was what's right for her. Right, right. It was what made sense for her. Also unrelated. I mean, that was just a genius marketing tactic and strategy. So I mean, I can't hate on T Swift. I mean, she was a brilliant business. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Snakes, what, what, what are we doing here? Are we, are we producing a rock album? But yeah, things like that, that'll, I mean, that obviously she already has a very engaged audience, mm-hmm. but so I guess a, a hyper example of what, what these pivots can look like and what they can do for your business. Well, right. And you can see like it, it kind of, yes, it's a very um, more dramatic example, but like she especially her external brand matches the season of life that she's in and the albums, right. That she releases. So she's still very intentional and strategic about those choices and those pivots. I think a lot of times the biggest mistake that I see people making when they do specifically external, let's just talk about the external visual brand pivots is that it's not done with intention and there isn't any strategy behind it. It's more of a, oh, this just doesn't feel good, so I'm going to try something else. And when we're just getting started, I think 100% there's room for that. And that's what we need to do in order to understand our brand and figure out what we want our brand to be in the first place. But there will come a time, and again, it's different for everybody, where if you want to make that decision, it you need to be intentional and strategic about it. There needs to be a reason why. So rather than you know doing it more haphazardly, really stepping back and saying, okay, where are the missteps? Where are those gaps between what I want my brand experience to be and what is actually happening so that you can decide if you need to do anything gradual or if it needs to be a big overhaul. Because as we grow, exactly kind of to your point of what you're saying is we get a more engaged audience and they get to know, they create that expectation of what our brand experience is going to be. So if we do some changes, they'll notice. And that's where we want to make sure we're doing it with intention and having it done, doing it strategically. I love that. Now, the the last thing I kind of want to talk about as we wrap up here is, you know, as, uh, as new entrepreneurs, when you're just getting your, your branding going, a lot is focused on the visuals. Yep. So... I guess from your professional perspective, like, is it just going with a gut feeling or is like their truth behind color psychology and things like that? Like how, because there's, I mean, infinite combinations that you can come up with, but Mm -hmm. ultimately, I mean, ultimately I went with what felt right for me and it has changed and it has evolved but there's also science behind it, right? Absolutely. 100% there's science behind it. So what I think when we're just getting started, I don't think there's anything wrong with going, make, going the direction of choosing what feels good for you. Because again, when we think about the whole purpose of our brand, I and what I want and 
what I want business owners to know is that they should be excited. And I hate using the should word, but they should be excited about how their brand looks. So when we're just getting started, we don't necessarily know who our audience is yet. We don't really know what our brand is all about, what that experience, what we want that experience to be. So the path of least resistance is just to figure out, okay, what do you like? And then again, create that foundation and get curious. Think about it as an experiment of, okay, this is what I'm starting with. How does this feel? This is the experience that I want. And one of the questions that I love asking is write down what are the top 10 adjectives that you want people to feel when they experience your brand? So if they, if the words that come up for you are like empowered, strong, bold, the colors getting to this idea of color psychology are going to be very different than if you say you want them to feel elegant and delicate and romantic, right? So if we're looking at strong, empowered, bold, we're going to have very strong, saturated, bold colors versus if we're going more elegant, delicate, romantic, it'll be muted colors, more pastels. So yes, color psychology is a thing, um, but it also is open to interpretation. So I think it really depends on, again, doing like a gut check of how do those colors make you feel and then leading with that and figuring out, okay, maybe these colors make me feel X, Y, and Z. The feeling that I want my brand to have is A, B, and C and trying to find that balance there. And that's when we think about this idea of rebranding and pivoting. It's you've been in business for a little while. You're, you have more clarity on who you want to work with. Cause again, we want our brand to, and our branding to influence people and the right people, our right people. So when you get more clarity on your ideal client, you get more clarity on what your brand is all about. You can then pivot with intention and do so strategically and create that visual experience if you need to, um, that really resonates with that brand experience that you're after. Perfect. Thank you so much, Kelly. So where can we find you online for tips, tricks, support, all of the things when it comes to creating a brand or recreating a brand. Yes. So my favorite platform actually right now is LinkedIn. Um, you can find me on, it's, I believe Kelly M Whitman. Um, otherwise if you just search Whitman company, you can connect with me there and please connect with me. Um, and not just, I know that they're recommending the follow button lately. And I, I actually generally want to connect with people. Um, otherwise if you're looking for just regular branding support and tips, we have a weekly newsletter that goes out every Friday called the branded chat. And you can sign up for that on my website, whitmancompany.com. Perfect. And I will link all of that in the show notes. Kelly, thank you so much for joining today. It's been an absolute pleasure having this conversation. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. And likewise, it has been a pleasure. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Beyond Leadership Podcast. I sincerely hope that you got something out of today that you are going to be able to take and use on your journey to wherever it is you're going. If you liked what you heard today, be sure to subscribe and share your takeaways on social media. Don't forget to tag me at Sarah May Ski on Instagram. While you're waiting for the next episode, please check out our exclusive Beyond Leadership community over on Facebook to connect with more like-minded and like-hearted individuals dedicated to learning, leading, and encouraging right alongside you every day. Until next time, let's go.